Alright, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you yet another episode of the podcast dedicated to the Colorado Avalanche. And if it's Friday, it means it's another Fandom Friday segment. We have another fan joining the show, uh, which will be just around the corner. Today we have a fan by the name of Spencer Sheets joining us. And uh, we will get into, like we always do, everything Avalanche and see where the conversation goes. So uh, that is uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, First things first, like we always do, follow the show on social media. Uh, We're on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche and send your emails, questions, comments, concerns, opinions. And if you want to be a part of the Fandom Friday segment, send an email or get a hold of me on Twitter or wherever. Uh, Any one of those things I just listed, you can find me on there. Send me a message, send me an email saying, I'd like to be a guest and we'll get you booked. Um, Everybody makes it through. It's not, it's, it's very simple to do. So yeah, join. I'd love to have you guys on or girls. We've, I have both lined up. So, um, so we are also going to, if time allows, I know sometimes these go a little bit long. Um, and I hate cutting avalanche fans off because of the passion and how much they want to talk about their team. If we got time, uh, we're going to do a little preview of the, uh, game on Saturday against the Philadelphia Flyers. And and just another reminder, um, today, it's available today since it's Friday, you can go over to the Lockdown Flyers show, and I joined the two hosts over there, Rachel and Danielle. I joined them for a uh, segment where uh, we just talked about Flyers and Avalanche. They wanted to know how the Avalanche are doing. They all, Everybody wants to know about Kale McCarr. Uh, it was a good conversation, so... That's available. I don't know what time they put their show up. I, I put this show up at 3 o'clock in the morning, so on the East Coast time, so it's ready for anybody that wants to listen maybe on that morning commute. Um, I don't know if they do it the same way, but it should be up. If it's not up already, um, it should be up at some point today. So, All right, uh, let's dive into the, the fandom segment, um, and let's get into the uh, conversation with Spencer Sheets. All right, so welcome back to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And like I said in the beginning, it's Friday, so we have another Fandom Friday segment. And today we have the fan that goes by the name of Spencer Sheets with us today. Spencer, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I've been listening to you for a little bit, and I appreciate the work you put in, and it always makes my day a little brighter listening uh, listening to some apps talk. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, man. So uh, I guess we'll just start with just a brief introduction about yourself. Um, anything you want the masses to know, go for it. The floor is yours. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm too interesting. Uh, born <laughs> and raised in in Denver. Uh, uh, you know, grew up kind of in the as the as heyday of you know late '90s, early 2000s, and fell in love with the team and man it's been uh it's been a roller coaster ever since to uh, to say the least so and that's kind of how i like to start these is is finding out how uh fans because how old are you if you don't mind me asking yeah 27 okay so you were 
very young when they moved to Denver. Yep, nine, yeah, I'm a, I'm a 92 birthday. So, I mean, obviously I don't have no memories of that first cup coming to Denver, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I mean, my, my, I think my, my first sports memories all revolve around the abs though. I mean, my, uh, my dad took me to games at, uh, at old McNichols when I was uh, little enough to sit on his lap, uh, nice. vividly remember, you know, to anyone that went to a game there, walking up the 10 million steps up into that stadium. <laughs> I don't know if, if you ever got a chance to go to that arena, but I have yeah, not, walking up no. all those steps and yeah, going to games and yeah, I mean, all my, all my earliest sports uh, memories, all, yeah, all, all revolve around the abs for sure. So then what, what would you say is kind of a, a specific memory of the avalanche? Was, is it a certain player? Was it, a certain team like is it, i mean this is like as far back as you can remember you've always been an avalanche fan so is there yeah. anything that sticks out in your mind when you were a kid that you that you were still remember to this day where you're like that's why i like this team yeah i don't man i don't know if there's like a specific moment but uh, like i said just my first sports memories all roll off around the abs and my kind of claim to fame for for avalanche fandom is i was it was in 99, I think, so I would have been, you know, seven or eight. I was actually at the game that Joe Sackett fought Doug Gilmore. Um, oh. <laughs> his, nice. I, think, I think his only fight of his NHL career, if I remember right. Um, not many. And I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think – yeah, I don't know. I mean, someone's going to correct me, but I think that might have been his only fight. But, uh, yeah, I remember that. And just, I mean, you know, Joe and Peter and, you know, Patrick Wall were kind of my, my holy trinity growing up. They were They were the guys that, you know – I thought they hung the moon, so I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I called the team real close. Yeah, I mean, that's they're kind of like the, you know, McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog of in terms of you know fandom and and favorites. So, was there any? Oh yeah, those, much, yeah, You know, was there any kind of those unknown, under the radar type of guys that you liked back in the day? I mean, I I always loved Footer. Um, nice, you know, he just he played he played so hard and. You know, he he would just, you know, and that that rivalry with the the wings, that's definitely some some vivid memories I have of going to those games against them. And I remember the old the old Red Wings sucks chant that would always go on in the stadium, and <laughs> my mom would always try and cover my ears because she didn't want me to say it. But, you know, I was all about it. <laughs> the protective mom, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. she into it too? Is she big into Avalanche hockey as well? No, it was, I mean, it was, it was me and my dad would always go. Um, I think my, my dad and I, and my two sisters as well. And it was kind of, kind of us that, that followed the team pretty close. And uh, my middle sister and I, and my dad were kind of the three that followed the team pretty close. And, and is, was it just Avalanche or is it Broncos and Nuggets and Rockies and that stuff? Or is yeah, it... I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just Denver sports <laughs> in general. I mean, those, I mean, the Broncos teams. You know, winning back to back, I remember that. That was that was really awesome. I was actually oh, was fortunate enough to live. In, I lived in the same neighborhood as the Broncos CFO at the time. Wow! And after that, after that second Super Bowl, I remember he uh, he brought the Lombardi back to his house. So I've got a, I mean, of course, again, not knowing the significance of it, but there's a picture of of, of little me holding the holding the Lombardi. So that's that's a fun memory I have. Oh my there. god! Wow! Yeah. That's that's yeah, pretty definitely uh yeah definitely pretty special. That's epic. Um, so as far as 
this year goes. What uh, what, what's your take on this year? Are you are you satisfied with how they're playing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, you know, when they go through those little slumps, I think people are pretty quick to you know jump at everyone's throat and say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, this team doesn't have what it takes, and you know, Bednar is a bad coach, and you know, all the stuff you hear, all those those hot takes on Twitter. <laughs> right. Um but I think especially with, you know, the little breather we've had, which, you know, has, has sucked, by the way, not getting to watch my abs for, you uh, know, yeah. what, 10, 12 days now. Are you holding up okay? <laughs> barely. <laughs> I'm barely surviving, man. I can't, uh, I can't wait for the next game. I'm, I'm itching for it. Oh, God. It, um, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's almost here. So just a little while longer. Yeah, yeah. Be strong, brother. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the team's in a good spot. Um, I think they have a. I think they've got a pretty good chance to make a run at the Blues for the Central. Um, you know, we got a, a pretty weak second half of the schedule as far yeah. as opponent strength goes. So I think that's something they really need to take advantage of. Um, I'll kind of be curious to see how they come out in the first couple games from the break. If they're you know if they're going to come out flat, or if they're really going to kind of you know just jump down some throats here coming out of the gate and kind of show everyone who's boss. I agree. Um... You know the 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 long layoff sucks. I I'm not expecting you know I'm expecting about a half of the game to kind of get back into the flow of things, but even beyond oh, yeah, I that, mean, go ahead. Oh no no go ahead you're good. I was just gonna say even beyond this game like this is the start of a a five game road trip, so right. if it doesn't go well right off the rip, it's just gonna seem like it's a like ten game road trip because. Yeah. You're away from yeah. home, and and if things aren't going well, it's just it's going to play tricks on the mind if they can't get off to yeah. a, a good start. So it's it's I think, like you said, like the the second half of the schedule is is one of the easiest, if not the easiest, in the league. Um, yeah, yeah. But but like I said, like coming right out of the gates after this many days off, five games on the road, I think is going to be easier said than done. Honestly, yeah. For sure. And, you know, they've been, you know, I, I should, you know, I guess I should look at what the road record was before I say this, but, you know, they've been, they've been solid on the road and, yeah. you know, I feel like they, you know, they've got a good chance, you know, if they take, you know, if they take three out of five, you know, I think you'd say that's probably a pretty good road trip. Uh, you know, you'd like to see maybe four or five out of five, but, you know, it might sure. not be a super realistic expectation coming off of that longer way right. off. Uh, I want to look up there. Uh, obviously the one is against, uh, Philadelphia and then then at Buffalo okay um at Ottawa yeah. okay uh at Columbus right. so uh, and then the, the the last two is a back-to-back Columbus and then at Minnesota so really teams right. that so, they should be beating me Columbus might pose a challenge um but right. teams that they really should beat but like I said just because the timing of this five-game road trip, yeah. I think is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, for me, you think – I think the fly. I think Saturday's game will be tough. Yeah. I mean, the Flyers are a solid team, and, I mean, and the Flyers' record at home is unbelievable. I guess they're really, really, really paying really attention to that. Um, but... Yeah, so I think I think that could be a tough one. You know, coming on off that layout, layoff, I think, you know, the first period, you know, first 15 minutes of the game might take a little bit to get their legs under them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, hope they pull it that way. And you know, you think they take care of business against the Sabers and the Senators, that shouldn't be a problem. You know, when you're 
when you're an elite team like the Avs, you know, you need to you need to get your points against bad teams, right? Sure. Right. Um, I think those are two teams that they would they would like to get four points against. And then, like you said, the Blue Jackets, you know, that'll be a tough game there. And then <laughs> the Mild, you know, you don't they would you don't they take care of business against the Mild pretty easily. You would hope, but for some reason, those are always better games than they should be. You know what I mean? Better than they should be, absolutely. Right. Yeah, um, that. and that's why just talking about old Avs memories and and the Wild, man. I I vividly remember uh, Burnett's shootout, or not shootout. Was it overtime goal against Wall in what would have that been like oh three maybe? Oh, that um... yeah, I think it was. Over- Oh three in game seven. Yeah, that OT goal. That one and then, you know, the the one more recently when uh the Az were yep. the number one and that game seven, yep. that one that one still six, sticks with me. That one oh, I can't I get mean, I can't get over that. Have, one. They have three different leads in that game. I mean, I, it was like they were up like two one, then three two, then four three and yeah. couldn't hold on to any of them. Right, and that's why I remember feeling good going in to overtime because it's like, like you're saying, like we constantly are gaining the lead, and they're just going to do that again in overtime. And then, right, right, like Minnesota just hung around, hung around, hung around, and all they needed to do was do what they did. And I'm I'm not over that one yet. So, yeah, Um, tough one. Yeah, I remember. I remember after that that '03 game, I have vivid memories of. Sprinting up to my room and ripping my abs poster off my wall and just like oh. crying in my bed. I was so <laughs> I was so upset. And then I mean, I mean that was you know that was Patty's last game, and you know that's kind of the kind of definitely a milestone in Avalanche history of kind of the, the end of an era when you know he hung it up. That's true, very true. Um, as far as this team goes, you kind of mentioned players from back in the day who you liked, who who's kind of the guys that you kind of look forward to watching on the current team? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's a, you know, kind of the, the basic answer. And I think everyone kind of tries to find someone else besides McKinnon right. say that they like, but I mean, I think we get really spoiled watching him, you know, for 82 games a year. Yeah. Um, I think we just forget how good he is and like, they're just, there aren't many players that strike the fear in opposing defenders like he does. I mean, when he picks the puck up at our own blue line and, you know, you see defenders showing him their numbers, you know, cause they're trying to skate back to get in front of them. Mm. I mean, that just, there aren't very many guys that can do that. And I think he's just, he's so special. And I think we, we just forget how good he is watching him every night. I think you, you said it very well, like, because, we we get to watch him night in and night out. Um, we don't want to pick him as like the guy, like the question that I asked, you want to kind of go for somebody else because that seems right. to be like the canned answer. And it's like, no, but like he is that good. And it's not just uh, you, you get bored watching him because you don't. It, it's, it's an right. amazing right. thing to watch every single night. And like you said, yep. I love those moments where, the puck kind of scoots away and he picks it up and the defenders, you can see that moment where they realize that Nathan McKinnon is the one that picked it up 
and they yeah, and it's just like it's oh crap, I gotta, I haven't right. have to haul you know what back to my blue line. Right, it is a look of dread, <laughs> and and mm-hmm. they're they're just they're outgunned. They they have no response to it. There's a really good article in the Athletic that came out today that kind of talked about McKinnon and kind of what goes on behind the scenes with him, and he's really like taking like this leadership role. And holding everybody mm-hmm. accountable right down to their diet. It's I love amazing. that, man. I love that. Yeah, like he does not like when guys, if he looks over and some dude's eating a cheeseburger or something like that, it's not like he will just look and kind of think to himself, like he really shouldn't eat that. He will go up to them and be like, dude, throw that away. <laughs> <laughs> dude, what are you doing? Right. So he's holding all these guys yeah. accountable. So it's, I mean, I, I know Landis Gog has the, the captain logo and he deserves it. Right, but it's almost like they're yeah, oh, absolutely. It's almost like yeah, co-captains. yeah. I I agree with that. I mean, he's he's one hundred percent the engine behind the team. Um, yes. and like I said, I think I think people kind of forget watching it night in, night out. You know, you kind of think in your back of your head, like, oh well, you know, every team's got a guy that can, you know, that can strike fear like he does. And you know, matter of fact, is there's what two or three guys that, you know, McDavid's only one off the top of my head that right, yeah, that strikes fear in people like like McKinnon does. Right, hundred um, percent. Mm-hmm. And what what do you think? I mean, you know, trade deadlines around the corner. Uh, I think this will right. be the first time in a while the ABS will be buyers. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have any? I guess any thought of who they might get, or anybody that you would prefer them, you would like to see them get. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Kreider is a real interesting option. Um, and for me, it all you know, it all just depends on what you have to give up to get him, right? Sure. Um, right. If you can get him for a reasonable price tag, and you know, I don't know what that is. You know, everyone has a different opinion on what that would be. Um, but I think if you can get Kreider, you know, having someone else that has legs like he does, you know, he's got you know he's got a ton of speed. Um, you know, sticking him on the second line with guys like Kadri, you know, I think that would really, I think that would really open things up. Um, but they're also in, you know, they're in a real weird position with how deep that decor is, right? right? I mean, they've got guys, you know, they've got Timmons and Byram just waiting in the wings to come in. So they're in kind of a unique position where they could probably deal, they could probably deal a D-man, um, you know, to maybe get someone like Kreider and you can call Timmons up and not see that big of a drop-off. So I'll mm-hmm. be, I'll be real curious to see kind of what they do and how they approach that. What is your, what's your take on everybody's favorite whipping boy who goes by the name oh, of God. Tyson Jost? Yeah, Jost, man. Oh, yeah, I've, man, I've been, I know just talking to buddies, I've been, I've been real hard on him. You know, I think like everyone has, um, I think he's kind of just, I think he's, he's a victim of that, you know, top 10 draft hype, right? We all expected them to be, uh, you know, a Landis Cog or, you know, a, you know, a lesser version of Francinen or something like that. And he just isn't. Um, and I think, I think he's a very serviceable NHL player, right? Like there's no doubt he should be on a roster somewhere. Right. Um, but you know, if that's on the ads, you know, that's kind of yet to be seen. I think he's a piece that I think he is a piece that they can move and, and they wouldn't miss too much. And, you know, I feel bad saying that because, you know, by all accounts, he's the nicest guy in the world. And, you know, yeah. he works real hard. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to produce. And I don't know if this, at the end of the day, if this is the right roster for him to be on. 
Yeah, I, I mean, everybody seems to like the guy, and he he has the talent, but um, for whatever it is, he he just he disappears for for chunks of games at a time. I think I looked over his stats, and yeah, he's got four separate times of the year so far where he's gone at least five games and not scored a point. And yeah. two of those times, one has been nine straight games and another has been seven straight games. So, I mean, I don't think we're not asking for him to be, you know, anywhere near Nathan McKinnon status because nobody's no, going to no. get that. But like you said, no. I think you use the word, a, an appropriate word by serviceable. He should be a guy yeah. that you can put on a third and fourth line and be the best player on the ice on that third and fourth line. And he's just not right, doing yeah. it for some reason. Um, yeah, I, I think, think that's it. Yeah. He, he had a good, uh, and if I mean, and you probably listened to to this show. He had a good couple games leading into the All Star break. Yeah, and I think that's the mm-hmm. worst thing that could have happened because now he does nothing for eleven days, and now he's got to get that yep. momentum going again. So I'm going to be watching him really closely tomorrow to see what can happen. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't fully want to give up on the guy, but it's like you got to start being more consistent. And I, I really hope he can but I got to see it first, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think those, like you said, I think those last two games were, I mean, those were probably the best games you played all year, right? And that's an interesting perspective. I hadn't thought about it like that, like you said, where that's kind of like the worst thing that could have happened for the app. <laughs> yeah. Because you see, you kind of, you see what he can be. But, you know, the matter of fact, if you do that for, you know, 20 games a year, it's just not good enough, you know? You need, you need more consistency than that. I think when he had that hat trick earlier in the year, we were like, oh, my God, like this is the best thing that can happen. And then it was just right. he was a ghost after after that for a little while. So um, as far as as what you think this team is going to do this year, I kind of like to end on a note mm-hmm. of getting the prediction of the fan. So. Yeah, I think. Man, I'm in. I, I'm kind of. I'm a little bit of a, a pessimist sports fan. Um, <laughs> but you know, they're. I you know they have flashes, right? Where they're, I'd say they're the best team in the league, right? Like they're they're dominating teams. You know, you look at all the underlying analytics, and they're just, you know, teams don't even have a chance against them. And then they'll go out some nights when they look they look pretty human. So. Right. I think, I mean, I think they're like a 99% chance to make the playoffs or something like that. Yeah, it's something I mean, like so, that. So, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, I mean, they're going to get in, right? I think a lot of it will depend on that matchup in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could easily, you know, it, it's a team where, like, if you told me they, you know, they, they faced, the, like, say the Blues in the first round and lost, you know, I'd kind of say, you know what, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you also told me, hey, they, uh, you know, they went on and they dominated and they won the Cup. I could also see that happening. It kind of just, I think it'll all depend on matchups. And at the end of the day, you can't, you can't advance in the playoffs and you can't go far if your goalies aren't performing, um, at least to a serviceable level. And I think we need, we need more out of group hours specifically. Right. I don't think Francois is the man you want to ride into the playoffs. Um, I think if Grubauer steps up and kind of plays like he, if Grubauer, yeah, like I said, if Grubauer steps up and plays like he did at the end of last year, I mean, I really think sky's the limit. I think, I think Western Conference Finals is a very realistic expectation for the team. 
Oh, sure. And and like you said, like it, it definitely is heavily <clears throat> revolved around uh, who the matchups are. Um, yep. I, I, I think as young as this team is, it's crazy how uh, seasoned they are in the playoffs. And that's odd saying that because it mm-hmm. was just a few short years ago. We thought this was going to be a uh, a ten year plan to get back to some sort of relevance. Um, but ten year, I, think... I thought it was a fifty. I thought it was a fifty year plan to get back. <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think I think everything that they've gone through, including that season, including what they did last year when they were the eight and beat the number one, I think that's good for them be- that they did that because now they're up on the top tier. And they should be going mm-hmm. into one or two, and they know full well mm-hmm. what they did to the number one seed last year, and it could happen to them. So, I mean, just from a mindset standpoint, they 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 know what can happen to them. They know what they have to do. They know how far they've gone, um, yeah. and they're one ridiculous offsides call away from something else happening. Oh man, gosh, <laughs> don't get me going on that. I'm still, <laughs> yeah, that, I'm uh, still hurt about that. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, the Avalanche fans are kind of salty on that one, but um, that was just a r- right call or wrong call. That's just—I don't care how you split it. That's a real tough one to swallow. It is. It is. So, um, but you're right, man. I think it, it, it could all be over in the first round, or they could be hoisting the cup. It's just—and that speaks to the parity of NHL. Yep. Got oh, and absolutely. I mean, but I think I think that's also the reason that we love hockey, right? Is it's not, it's not a league where, um, you know, I think, I think basketball for sure. The NBA is for sure a league and even football to an extent where the better team wins, you know, nine times out of 10. Right. Like they're just, when it comes down to it in playoff time, they're just an inferior team can't really upset um, in a lot of sports. Um, Even baseball too, with pitching, you just get into matchups and you just get to a point where, Hey, like we can't beat these guys, right. but you know, hockey, you know, anything can happen, which is, which is why it's so fun to watch and you know, why I think we love it so much. Absolutely. So I just one more to throw at you. And I kind of like to know what our avalanche fans own in terms of avalanche paraphernalia or possessions or anything like that. So anything that you own that is on display, that's your, your favorite avalanche possession in your house or in your man cave or wherever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, I got a couple fun things. One's kind of, kind of silly, but it's a, it's a poster. It's a, it's a real old school. It's probably from 95 or 97 or excuse me, 96 or 97 team didn't exist in 95 of, right. uh, of wall, uh, Sackick and Forsberg. Um, and it's all, you know, I've had it for as long as I can remember. It's all, it's all crinkled up and nasty, but I've, I've got that framed in my room and that's, uh, that's one of my, my prized possessions for sure. Um, I got a, a playoff Jersey or a, a Jersey that my dad bought me to go to a playoff game in, in Oh one. That's definitely, definitely a prized possession. I was at a Western conference final game that year against the Kings. Mm. Uh, that that uh, one of those games, one of those home games, and then my dad was actually at Game Seven that year that we, you know, that uh, that beautiful night where we won and Ray got yeah. to lift the cup, and I've nice. got his ticket from that, and that's that's uh, definitely a prize possession for sure. That's nice. That's nice. I think you're one of the few yeah. people in got to be the 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 
state of Colorado, maybe the entire United States, who still owns a poster that they had from 1996. Oh man, it's yeah. I mean, it's I wish I wish people could see a picture of it. It's all <laughs> crinkled up and nasty, but man, I got it. Got it. Uh, actually, my my lovely girlfriend put it in a nice frame for me, and he got that hanging on my wall. So that's uh, definitely it. a prized possession. Yeah, I love it. And I was fortunate enough that one more one more prized possession is I have a. Assigned Ray Bork puck game puck oh. an avalanche puck which is which is pretty cool yeah I'm I'm pretty proud of that one it would not that it matters but was it uh, he signed it in, in front of, like you were able to hand it to him or you bought it off uh, like a site or something uh, yeah no I was actually he did a, a signing event at a, a hockey it's called Players Bench an old hockey yeah. store in Colorado and I stood in line for <laughs> probably like four hours <laughs> to get that <laughs> get that puck signed by him so that was that's a cool one. I'll definitely be be holding on to that one for a long like time. Like I said, it, it wouldn't matter either way, but it just makes it a little yeah. bit more special that you were able to hand it to him. And him. that's that's pretty awesome, man. Really, really cool. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah man. I like I said, really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, and if you if you're willing, sometime down the road, we will definitely do this again. Yeah, man. I would. Yeah, man. Anytime you anytime you need someone to chat hockey with, I would. Uh, I'd, I'd love to talk. I love it. And you, I mean, you, you, you said that you're on Twitter, but you don't do too much on there. I mean, if you want to throw your Twitter handle out there. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter and Instagram are both, uh, 303 underscore Spence. So you can, uh, throw, throw me a follow there if you're, you're so inclined. All right. Take a picture of that poster, put it up there. Cause I, th- I, I want to see it. So yeah. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely will. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, we were going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in a second. Thank you, Chris. All right. So, once again, big thank you to Spencer for coming on the show. Um, I have a feeling we'll have him on again, definitely, sometime in the near future. Um, And like I said, if you listen to that, Spencer survived. Everybody survived. It's uh, just a fun, friendly chat. And if it's something that you think you want to do, uh, shoot me a shoot me a line over at lockdownavalanche at gmail.com or find me on Twitter or on Instagram and just shoot me a, a message. And like I said in the beginning, we'll get you on. So uh, running a little bit long, guys, so really not going to do a flyer uh, preview. I don't think anybody really wants to hear one. I think they just want to play a freaking game. But I will say this about the Flyers. They they are record-wise. Uh, they're 27, 17, and 6, which gives them 60 points. In the Metropolitan, that's good for 6th place. You put them in the Pacific, and they're 2 points behind Vancouver for the Pacific lead. Uh, so they're just a victim of a really good conference and, and division right now. So um, I think it'll be a good game. I think we're all just happy to see some avalanche hockey again. And uh, like Spencer and I were talking, I think it, it, it might be ugly in the beginning for a little bit. So don't shout at the, the TV too much. Uh, let them get the kinks out. Uh, Cause they only could start practicing yesterday. Uh, so It'll all start coming back. Uh, it's like riding a bike. So first period might be a little bit ugly, but we got a good team. So let's all just settle down. All right. So uh, that's going to be it for today, guys. So we have made it. You can stop 
checking the calendar. At least this is the last day you have to check the calendar. And, you know, in 24 hours, whenever you might be listening to this, maybe a little bit longer if it's first thing in the morning, Avalanche Hockey is finally back. And we don't have to worry about any of these nonsensical breaks for the rest of the season. Well, it's nonsensical to the fan because we just want to see it. It's, you know, much deserved for the player. But um, it's about us, is it not? Yes, it is. So it's back. Let's enjoy it. And we'll be talking all about it on Monday. So have a good weekend. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the Super Bowl if you're going to be watching that. Um, And I'm sure most of us who are Bronco fans are not going to be rooting for Kansas City. So I guess go 49ers or just go good game. Who really cares? So enjoy both of those things. Enjoy the weekend. Drive safe. Don't do anything stupid. And we will see you guys on Monday. And here's Joby. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!